What is up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Uh, we've got Ryan Lambert, Shane Williams, and myself, Jeff Malott, with you tonight. Uh, we've got a huge lineup of, of former champs with us tonight. We are doing a 2019 KBF National Championship preview show. We've got 2016 champ Matt Ball, 2017 champ Kurt Smits, and defending and 2018 champ Dwayne Taft. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining us, taking time out of your prep for next week to, to get in here. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to be here for sure, man. So, everybody, all, all three of you guys are, are fishing the uh, tournament next week, right? Yeah. Yep. For sure. Like, feeling good about it? I know Dwayne is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I feel as good as Dwayne, but I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I'm real excited about it. The whole Cato fishing idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel a lot better than I did about Kentucky Lake. That's for sure. Kentucky Lake <laughs> yeah. scared me, and uh, and you know, the swamp is the swamp is where I like to be. So. So, so talking how crowded little... do you think? Uh, how how crowded do you think Cato is going to be, Dwayne? I mean, how big does it fish? Like, I mean, can you? Can you have a hundred anglers in there and never see each other all day? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, and stuff. for sure. You know, last Saturday I think we had uh, over fifty, and unless you were looking for somebody, you couldn't find them. You know, there was um, you can spread out in there pretty easy, and you can get lost in there in the cypress trees, and, and you know, you can be fishing thirty foot from somebody and not know they're there. Oh yeah, that sounds good, then. <laughs> Yeah, I like. I think that. a lot of guys are just stoked to not be in Kentucky for the what fourth or fifth year now. Um, be a big change and kind of maybe switch the tables up a little bit. Give some guys that are more used to the swamps and cypress and fishing, you know, tannic water, backwoods spot, a uh, little bit better advantage. I just like that style of fishing better. You know, like I like yeah. the you know predictable like you know you know a fish is not in 30 feet on a ledge because <laughs> there's only four feet of water i think i think it's going to be a deal where somebody's you're going to have to cover a lot of water uh you know and, and just keep moving around from what i've read and from what it looks like uh there's a it's it's pretty tannic so you're not going to be sight fishing uh there didn't doesn't look like it to me but, uh, no, I, probably. I, I could tell you that on, on last saturday the the cleanest water i found had about 12 inch visibility so it's it's pretty uh it's, it's pretty it's pretty dark even yeah. in the clean part of the lake it's dark yeah i don't think you're gonna get a lot of guys setting up on a bedded fish and spending hours trying to catch bedded fish i think you're just going to to hit them find them yeah so i mean like i know everybody's looking at caddo across obviously those are too big like as far as tournament series being ran on the lakes what about the smaller lakes i mean is anybody looking like i know bistano and what is it black cypress those two are kind of smaller a little more off the radar i know bistano's put out some big fish but 
Uh, I mean, what's it like uh, quantity-wise? Uh, it, it's man, they're all good. That's the thing. They're all they're all really good. So it's it's going to be whoever finds them and and can you know pull the big ones out. Uh, whoever gets on them and, and is able to stay on them because every one of the legs can put out big stringers. Kurt, Matt, are any of you guys looking at spending some time feeling out the red for day three? Or y'all are yeah. you working that into your pregame plan? Well, unfortunately, it looks like we're going to have to. Um, it doesn't look very hopeful that we're going to that, that they're going to call that off from what I'm seeing. But uh, yeah, I, you know, you got to make it there first. But uh, you don't want to be unprepared uh, when that day comes if you make it. Which you know, I, I plan to make it. So. I want to find some water, something. So, how much time do you do you plan on spending on uh, the red? You know, making sure you've got a spot for day three versus making sure you're going to be able to get to day. I three. think that all depends on, you know, when I get there, uh, spending a, a, a day on on one of the, the lakes, and if I can figure something out, they all look like they fish a lot the same. Uh, so once I once I find that out, I think. I think it's going to benefit somebody to go out and try to figure out how to catch a good limit or even a limit on the red. Uh, yeah, I think just catching the limit will be key at that point. Yeah. Hey, let me jump in there real quick. Hey, Matt, I think, Matt, can you yeah. turn your speaker volume down a little bit? We're getting some comments that we're getting some, uh, some feedback on the deal. Sorry to interrupt you there. Go ahead. How about now? Is that better? Yeah, that's much better. Great. Okay. So something that's, uh, you know, like Ryan said earlier, all three of you guys won the title on Kentucky Lake. And now here we are moving down to the Caddo Swamp. Uh, and I guess after this, each year it's going to move around a little bit. It's not going to be on the same lake every year. But the three of you weren't necessarily locals to Kentucky Lake either, right? No. Uh, no. So we talked a little bit offline about this tournament may set up a little bit better for the locals, but there's so many people there. I mean, what do you guys think? What, what's somebody's going to figure them out. Go ahead, Kurt. Oh, I, I mean, not to interrupt you, Dwayne. I mean, you're, I was just saying, I think it places the locals a little bit better down there. Uh, it being split in three different lakes or four different lakes in the Red River, I think that just – Gives the guys who have a little bit more experience down there a little bit more of an edge. Yeah. There's definitely a lot more to cover. I mean, Kentucky Lake size-wise was a lot bigger, but you still, if you knew you were going to be on a ledge or on secondary points, you could fairly well target that and kind of get a game plan. With, with Caddo and Cross and these cypress trees, it's just acres and acres of what may seem like very similar water. Um, that you're going to have to get out there and just spend time breaking it down and figuring out exactly what you're holding and not wasting your time. Yeah, like you said, Shane, it's all super – I mean, it looks beautiful. It looks very fishy. Every out, every square foot of it looks fishy. I mean, it looks like there should be a, a 10-pounder on every cypress tree. So it's it's going to be who's, who's able to dissect it the best and find that hole that's that's holding, you know, whatever it is. So the, the, I think the big difference, like, you know, like Shane was saying, I mean, Kentucky Lake, you can kind of play to your strength. Like some guys like to go fish up the back of creeks. Some guys like to fish deep. Some guys, you know, 
like mm-hmm. rocky points and you can kind of catch them because when we fished Kentucky Lake, it was sort of in that transition phase. They were moving in, you know, moving up to spawn. Uh, but here it's going to be, <laughs> I mean, pretty much everything's going to be the same depth, the same, you know, as far as visibility goes, it's going to be the same visible cover that you're looking at. So I think, yeah. uh, you know, finding whatever magic it is that's going to hold those fish is, is probably going to be the key to taking the whole thing. That's it. Just and I guess the guys have been catching 90-something inches for the past couple of weeks going to have a little bit of a leg up on that one. Yeah. I think one thing that's going to really make the difference in this one, I think you're going to – I mean, as long as we don't have a massive front or something, I think a lot of guys are going to catch a lot of fish. It's going to be the ones that, that don't make mistakes when they have the right fish on, you know, landing the fish, not losing fish, you know, uh, actually getting that big fish in the boat and getting a picture of it is going to make a difference. Uh, you know, there's always going to be guys that, that, that have, have the big fish in the boat and don't get a picture or yeah. it flops out or they, they break off. You know, I think it's going to be fishing clean is going to be key in this tournament big some time. Guys, some guys let the fish take the rod out of their hands to the bottom Here of the lake. Go. I've seen that happen. There we go. <laughs> Hang on one time, one time. <laughs> At least if I if that happens uh, down in Louisiana, I can just reach over and grab it, pick it back up. <laughs> yeah, you see the rod sticking up out of the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just make sure there's no gator there when he jump out. Yeah. <laughs> Need some new boots? I'll take a gator. <laughs> Well, I've got a, a question for all three of you, and I guess we can start down there in the bottom left and work our way up since you're in order there. But to win a tournament like this, you know, a two-day tournament with this many people, it kind of takes, you know, outside of the techniques for the lake you're on, there's a there's a mental game to it and, and what kind of mindset you had to have over that weekend. So, you know, I don't want to go through your whole tournament, Matt, when you want it, but what kind of, you know, mind games did you have to play with yourself back when you won it in 2016? Well... Honestly, that was probably the less, the least amount of stress I've had in a national championship because, you know, nobody knew who I was. Um, I went down there with two buddies. We went down there, and I was looking for basically the type of water that I could fish, and uh, we we found a spot. It just happened to be the right spot the first day, and uh, you know I. I knew after day one, I wasn't at the top of the leaderboard, but I knew I had a shot. Uh, I had a pretty, pretty sleepless night after day one. Uh, but I knew that I was pretty confident that where I was at, the way that the fish were coming in there, uh, it, it just was reloading. It was very similar to, uh, I mean, it just, I think you, I think you could sit there and catch fish, every day in that spot while they, while they were doing what they were doing, you know? Um, so I wasn't real nervous until the, that night of after the first day. And I was really, uh, more nervous about just staying in the money, uh, until I started, uh, catching the good fish that, that second day. And I thought, man, I got a chance at this. And, uh, and the last fish I caught that day was, was the one that, that gave me the win. So, I quit at noon that day because it was so cold and I was, you know, worried about getting back to check in and didn't have any cell service. So that's where I think a lot of my 
anxiety issues come in on a tournament is isn't I'm confident when I'm on the water about how to fish. It's all the other stuff that just goes through my mind, you know, getting to the launch, having a hundred people where you decide to go, you know, having a backup plan, um, getting back in time. Um, just all the, all the details that go into fishing these tournaments out of a kayak. It, uh, there's just a lot of things that can go wrong. Uh, now, Kurt, what about you? Uh, well, I mean, I, I was pretty nervous right after day one. I mean, I can't, I was nervous during day one because where I was fishing, you know, I was fishing the steak beds. The fish were big, you know what I mean? I mean, when you catch 90 plus inches of fish in a tournament like that on a, on a you know, two day tournament on day one, you're feeling pretty positive about it. Um, I was kind of in the same boat with Matt, man. I had really crappy uh, cell service, so I had to go in like super early to make sure my fish were were in so I kind of cut into my fishing time um, obviously like you know you're not going to sleep at all that night right I mean that was second on, on after the first day or on the first day so I was super nervous that night I didn't get any sleep and I mean I think I got to my spot like at three in the morning or something because I couldn't sleep I was just like I'm just going to leave I'm just going to go to my spot and uh you know the weather changed and uh that made that put the pressure on and my spot I was fishing really shallow day one, and I had to move out the almost 20 feet of water. I think it was 15, 15 to 20 feet of water, and, uh, and it made me really nervous that day because I only caught five fish on the second day. Wow! And I almost left with four fish because there was a lot of motorboat traffic coming in, kind of messing up what I was doing. But uh, I turned around, like literally I was going to the ramp and I turned around and I went back to this one ledge that I was catching all my fish on that day and caught my last fish. That's um, incredible. Yeah, I don't know if you can put it into a mindset. I mean, you're just freaking out. You're just worried, you know. I mean, as you can tell every year, you know, it's, it's won and lost by like a quarter inch, a half inch. I mean, we're, no one's really dominating it. So you're never, you never feel comfortable. Let me follow that up, Kurt, because I was at that one when you won, and it drug way into the early morning when they, you know, revealed who actually won. So, did you know? Uh, yeah, I'll let you know. I I knew right away because there was something kind of messed up with Tourney X that year, or the settings were set off. So I got an email like early on in judging saying that. I it currently in first, and that was like my my first times using uh, turning X, so I didn't really understand what was happening right then when I saw that email. Right. But when I was talking to people, I, I kind of we figured it out really quick. I mean, okay. All the all the top five guys were walking around asking every all the other top five guys what they what they caught, you know, in their inches. Nice. Um, and I don't want to say I was positive about it, but we had a pretty good idea, you know. But I was so tired too at the same time, man. I was I was so exhausted from the whole ordeal that I didn't even really know. You know, once like three o'clock in the morning hit, you know, I was just like, yeah. is this even real? Am I just, you know, am I, am I actually sleeping right now and, and dreaming that I'm really tired? Or... Yeah, Shane and I visited well into the night that night and uh, 
kind of got a little bit grumpy as the night wore on, but it was, it was still cool <laughs> to see it go down at, you know, whatever it was, three or four in the morning. Yeah, I think there was like 50 of us left. Yeah. And of I was there. Maybe 10 were awake. <laughs> yeah, Matt was there. So we wanted to support, you know, whoever won, but that was that was pretty brutal that year. I hung out until about one o'clock and that was it. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> That's one thing I don't. I don't want to jump in there, but that's one thing that I I kind of felt bad for you, Kurt, on that one because yeah. I knew how awesome it was when I won it with everybody there, um, and I wanted that for you and and the way that it rolled out, uh, I did. I, I hated that for you and uh, yeah, there wasn't uh, as much fanfare for no. sure. It was. Uh, <laughs> It's just one of those things, you know, I mean, it was one of the things that was just an uncontrollable sequence of events, you know, and it just led up to it, you know. It was growing pains. I mean, if you look at how much the, the tournament grew size-wise, you know, I mean, it, it more than doubled it. There's no way to predict what, what it, you know, what a software platform can handle when you put that kind well, of was... on it. I mean, last year was amazingly smooth for the giant – you know, numbers wise of contestants, obviously there weren't near as many fish in it because last year fish was but, terrible. But, you know, I mean, that, that's something open. that you can't predict. We were all sorting the open simultaneously, though. Remember, that was a lot yeah. of the delay, was discrepancies between the two events. Right. Yep. So, Dwayne, you want to jump in and talk about you? you? You got two parts to this because you had last year, but you're now you're the defending champ kind of down there in your own water. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, tournament day is definitely uh, mentally, physically exhausting, especially in that situation, you know, when you know you're having a good day, uh, you, you know, you glance at the leaderboard, and I did it just making sure that my, my fish were going through like they're supposed to, and then, you know, you realize you're up there in the rankings. Uh, you know, I was I was pretty far up there day one, and uh, I had to make the choice to leave those fish. You know, I left that area, like, 11 30 12 o'clock uh maybe before that i had to pull out of that area because i wanted to fish the stage back up i didn't want to keep beating on them uh, and i thought i had a legit chance as long as i stayed so it was it was tough to pull out and leave them but uh you know i, I it proved to be the right move for me you know and you know defending champ and all that stuff yeah i mean it's it's a lot of pressure you know uh especially being in my comfort zone uh, I wanted I want to perform well, you know. Uh, I feel like I have a, a good chance to to pull the back to back off, you know, just as good as anybody else. Uh, the way I look at it, it was one in 756 last year, and this year it's 100 and it's one and and 470 or whatever it is. So, you know, uh, like I said, I feel more comfortable there, but it's a uh, it's mentally exhausting. I mean, the other guys said it. It's it's mentally exhausting. For sure. I didn't sleep at all. I, you know, they all said they both others said it. We did. I did laundry, you know, uh, the washing machine at the rent house ate all my socks, you know. Uh, yeah, so it was a it, it was a pretty stressful, but but really neat experience. So if you had to pick somebody other than yourself, Dwayne, who would you put your money on to, to take it home? You know, the local guys, you know, who yeah. hammers it down there. Who's your pick? You know, I'm, I'm going to have to go with those East Texas boys, man. I'm going to say like a, a, a Jamie Broad or, or Dave Newman, somebody like that that that, uh, that hangs out there. And, you know, last week Dave put up over 90 inches pretty quick. 
uh, last Saturday's. He's sitting on them. Uh, Jacob Shirell put up over 90 inches really quick. Uh, Jamie, you know, he lives there in Bozier. He fishes it every day. Uh, so there's there's some good sticks, man. That those locals are going to be tough to beat. Do you think there's any chance that Clifton Allen shows up and takes the national championship? <laughs> uh, Very yeah. little chance. <laughs> Is there any way the people's champ can come in and just take it over? You know, it's anybody's game. You never know. You never <laughs> I will tell you, he did send me a message, and he asked if, if the national championship – the weigh-in and stuff was open to the public. And I said, as far as I know, it is open to the public. So right. there's a chance we may get to see the people's champ. So he, he fished with us last Saturday. Yeah. How did he do I, I, I think he's middle of the pack, about like me. You know, I don't, I think we had some pretty rough days there, but he's, he's, uh, he's, he's a lot better in person. <laughs> he can't be worse. I was just going to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, uh, well uh, go ahead. Jim Clark says people's chump. People's chump. <laughs> I hope we can get Jim and Clifton together at some point. I don't care where it is. Uh, we'll rent yeah. a helicopter and fly them together. That needs to be our top priority. Mm -hmm. That and catching the limit. Nah, just get them together. Don't worry about limit. So this year, you guys, you know, everybody's switching the lakes to – well, leaving Kentucky Lake to the Shreveport area, but also there's a third day. What do you think that's going to do to the whole thing, having that cut down and that top 100, 100 uh, third day? I love the the elimination. I think we've we've all been pushing for that. I think the majority of the anglers since the beginning to see that number chopped down uh, on the third day. I think that adds a little bit more intensity to it. Um, I think it would be a good time. Every, every, every part's cool except for the river. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the river. Yeah, river. nothing about that sounds good. That was nothing an odd story. When they say the Red River, it's red, man. It's it's that red clay. It's it's dirty. It's been flooded for a while now. So it's it's going to be an experience. <laughs> hey, Joshua Booth, Joshua Booth being slick. Hey, Dwayne, what lake around Shreveport has the best bass fishing? <laughs> Boy, he's, Wallace, he's the bush on that one. Wallace, go Wallace. to Wallace. There you go. There it is. Hit that one up. Yeah, or start the river. Far, you're not too far from Sam Rayburn too, so that's a pretty good option. Yeah, Aaron White uh, dropped us the pin earlier. He's driving from our house to fish Sam Rayburn, so on day three, pretty good about his chances. Hey, to, I, I've been on Salida Bend the last couple weekends, man. It's on fire right now. There you go. So, that's always an option. It's only it's only an hour south of Shreveport, so <laughs> I don't know if I can sneak them fish back. It's that's risky. <laughs> <laughs> What's your plan, Shane? That's what I want to know. I don't care about these national champs. What are you gonna do out here? Shane's oh, got to well. catch a big one for two days. Uh, yeah. Well, two two big ones each day, right? <laughs> yeah, two big ones each day. Yeah, I, I can at least do that for you, Matt. Um, we, Ryan, do, I, we got to figure out if we even have a house and where it's going to be. And then, uh, brother, hey, listen, if you look at my if you look at my bank statement, we got about three houses so far. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, we you know we always run a big house with about fifteen guys. 
from all over the country. And uh, we found out this morning that the house we had reserved and paid for was no longer ours. It had been canceled and the reservation had gone to someone else. So with four days before we all show up, we are scrambling to try to find a house big enough for 15, 16 guys to stay in. So that's been a, uh, that's been our show yeah, today. I've heard that. I've heard that same story several times in the last couple of weeks, man. Yep. I don't know yeah, what's going. On. I think that's a trend with Airbnb. So, so we booked we booked ours on July twelfth before, like as soon as it was announced, before the rates went up. And they're what they're doing is canceling the people that booked when the rates were cheap, and then rebooking because people are scrambling having to find a place. So, I mean, uh, even the house we found was like eight hundred bucks more than what we were going to pay anyway. Yeah, that's, that's a good sorry. time. It's it's shady for sure, but we, I mean, what do we do at this point, you know? <laughs> Pitch a tent. That's it. <laughs> uh, Dave yeah. Mercado says, "How uh, how come nothing's coming on the West Coast, man? Uh, I think I want to say that it's because of all the little fish on the West Coast. We've been waiting to see big <laughs> limits come out of California, be. man. Come on, show us some big fish out there. They'll put some tournaments out there. It, it it's not gonna <laughs> happen. You're, you're asking the." 90% of the anglers, I know West Coast guys think it's more like 10% out here, but the vast majority are on the East Coast or Central, and it's it's not going to go that far West. You're not going to make 90% of your your anglers drive across the country. I mean, you, but you I, can see the decrease right now just from, from moving it from Kentucky Lake to Shreveport. And, I mean, truthfully, I'd rather fish Shreveport, but you – I mean – when you're asking people to drive 18 hours, you know, from the north, like that's that's yeah. that's pushing it. <laughs> the majority of guys are driving a lot further to Shreveport than uh, they have been Kentucky. And you know, bottom line, people from the south are not going to put their straws down when they go out to the west coast. They like to drink tea and coke and whatever. <laughs> We're gonna pack all the straws. <laughs> Paper everywhere. Uh, ben, I'm very. I'm very happy that our West Coast friends are making the trek over. I just yeah. don't think that there's as many dedicated people across the other side of the country. Yeah, be I, a don't, few, but... I don't own any of those uh, 12 inch swim baits either. So <laughs> yeah, you have you have to get some huds going. Yeah, and all our buddies are throwing drop shots and stuff out there, but they're putting up like <laughs> 84 inch limits too. So yeah, that, that may have something to do with it. Hey, uh, yeah, that's Northern California. Ben, Adrian, he's asking everybody's predictions for total length and the cut line. What will the cut line be for the top 100, you think? Oh, that's a good question. It seems like, Dwayne, maybe you can touch on this, but I know there's been some big limits that have won, but it seems like the tournaments lately over there, uh, it's been rather tough just to get a five-fish limit. Uh, I think most yeah. guys aren't able to, to limit out. So I'm thinking getting a, a – a, just a decent limit for two days straight should have you pretty well under that cut line. I mean, to win a three-day tournament there, you're looking at probably, you know, 250 inches. Uh, the cut line, man, it's not going to be, it's not going to be too high. If you get, you know, 140 inches, you know, you'll probably move on. 140? So that's yeah, I'd say so, if you had two days around 70 yeah. inches, they're going to be okay. Top 100, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Brad Cates last weekend at the Classic. He said, I think if you put up four fish the first two days, you'll probably <laughs> you'll probably slide into day three. Yeah, it could be. 
Now, day three doesn't reset, does it? It just continues on. No, it'll be it'll be a collective. I got you. Uh, Kirk, uh, Steve-O wants to know what's your rate on hybrid guiding. He's trying to get on some hybrids. <laughs> well, if you like fishing the muddy Ohio River, man, I can get you on some hybrids. <laughs> Is that free? Is that what I heard? Yeah, man, free. Free 350, Steve. Get on up there. Make the trip up. Cottrell says... Um, Cottrell says 170 at the cut line. That's what that's what Taft said. So yeah, that, that seems about right. So Kurt, you and Shane are in Hobies. How concerned are you about these cypress knees on your drives? I've been fishing a lot of cypress lakes down here. I I'm still good to go, but I've got spare parts for sure. <laughs> I saw a post on KBF members only that got pretty hilarious there. Uh, a couple of days ago, <laughs> I didn't know if that was going to be a big issue. I mean, shoot, if I'm in a foot of water, the drive's probably not going to be in anyway, you know. True. Exactly. I think that's the case with most prop drives, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't know, take it easy. We'll see. I'll bring a tow rope. I got you, dog. I'll tow you out. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Jim Clark wants to know if Matt Ball will snuggle with him again. Absolutely, Jim. <laughs> no hesitation. Hey, I, I, everybody gives Jim this this bad boy attitude, but I, I'm telling you, uh, I spent I Jim spent all that time himself. with him down at Toledo Bend, and he's just a sweetheart, man. He is. Yeah. He's a little princess. He's a he he's is. A big old flower. Even though uh, I kept him up snoring every night, he'll bruise like a grape. He slept with me at Steve-O's house. He'll sleep with anybody. Apparently not, because he didn't want to sleep with me or David at uh, <laughs> at saving. Touche, touche. He's gonna love that brother. Uh, uh, Jordan, Jordan Marshall wanted to know what was your price who? on catfish guiding Shane, which I don't understand. Did you get catfishing? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have any catfish experience to my knowledge, but uh, <laughs> I'll give it a shot. All right. Yeah, I know where one shot. lives. Okay. Well, I guess we could go. We could go searching for it. Uh, important question. We're, uh, we're a week away now. Uh, do we have a hangout for KBN yet? I don't even want to talk about uh, it because I'm not going. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, yeah, Jeff sorry. bailed on us, so. Ouch. Well, we'll do one in, in, uh, memorandum of Jeffrey. Pour one out for me yeah. when you're down there. Yeah, we'll for sure. Time, yeah. Well, we need to, we need to find a spot and get that posted up. And, uh, yeah, should we do it in Shreveport, maybe? Or what? what's your thoughts? That's probably still going to be central to most guys. Yeah. Maybe north. All right, let's find a, a trashy bar in Shreveport. Dwayne, if you know anybody that knows trashy bars in Shreveport, tell them to send us a Send them our way. Yeah, I'll call Jamie Broad. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, send them, we'll send them some business for sure. Yeah. Our last bar shut down for some reason, but I, I feel like we treated it. <laughs> had nothing to do with us. Mm -mm. We probably kept them floating for six more months by the time we left. So how do you guys like the payout structure? It looks like there's a lot more money that's moved over kind of like into the big bass stuff and, and that kind of thing. You like spreading it out like that. Are you okay with the 50,000? I mean, obviously that's not chump change, but you guys like the way that it shook out this year. 
I mean, I do. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Last year was awesome, but uh, I mean, to see it more spread out and uh, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I like the structure. I like the bonus bucks. I like it all, man. It's, it's, I mean, it's a lot of money to go go out and do what we love to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's drastically went up. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kurt. Sorry. Uh, my bad, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I the guaranteed money when I won was twenty five thousand, um, and with bonus bucks, I ended up with like thirty two thousand five hundred. Um, you know, and then the then the next year, I think Kurt, you had like forty five thousand, uh, but you didn't have a lot of bonus bucks, if I remember correctly. No, I didn't have a lot of bonus bucks, no. Yeah. So, I mean, bonus bucks is is going to be where you're going to get the biggest jump in, in pay. I mean, granted, 50000 is is great. Uh, you know, I think it's, what, 20 for a second? I can't remember. I, I, I didn't pay a, a whole lot of attention to it. Because but... you don't plan on coming in second, do you, Matt? No. Uh... <laughs> What's second? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's – I mean, it's great. There's, you know, I think it's going to pay out the top 10%. I mean, um, bonus bucks is where you're going to get money. I, heck, the, the, the second year of the national championship, uh, I think I finished like 15th and I ended up taking home like $7,000, uh, because of bonus bucks. And, you know, so bonus bucks pays off in, if you're, you know, if you're up in the top, um, and, uh, especially if you win it, you've got, got a lot of that stuff on your boat or if you're using, using that stuff. So, and all, all three of you, uh, former champs are going to be with, uh, Torquitos, right? You're all going to be motorized out yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you think that provides you a, a, like a sizable advantage in the competition? I mean, just your own I, personal opinion, not. I do. Sponsorship, but <laughs> no, I do. Honestly, I Don't think it's that. a big advantage, but I also think that it has it has hurt my fishing at times. Uh, instead of buckling down and and sticking with an area, I've it's easy to say, okay, I'm going to run on the other side. Um, in the middle of the tournament, when your when your bind starts racing on you and your uh, so do you feel like it gives you more of a bass boater mentality where you have that it does. to cover? It does. I think it, it gives miles. me a chance to – it can pay off, but it also can hurt you. Uh, it, it, it can uh, – if you don't slow down and fish, especially, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the tournaments that, that we fished last year, uh, it, they were grinds. Um, you had to – you had to really stick with it to get a limit. You know, a limit goes a long way in a lot of tournaments. Mm. seems like anytime we have an event anywhere, there's something, a cold front or water, floods, you know, it never fails. There's something that's going on. And the guys that can focus on doing what they do and, and sticking with it, you know, I know I've probably moved over a lot of fish because of my torpedo, but I've also found a lot of good areas and, and I, and it expands my range to get to those areas. Uh, so it's a double-edged sword. It really can be, you know, I, I love my torpedo. It does, it helps a lot, but, uh, you've got to be careful that you don't do too much running, 
uh, and you're spending less time with your lure in the water. Yeah, where, where it's helped me a lot is pre-fishing, man. I'm able to eliminate water pretty quick. Able to cover a lot of water, cover, especially out there, man. We got a full five lakes to cover, uh, plus the river. Uh, you know, you can really get out and, and eliminate water fairly quick, you know. Absolutely. That's all I use it for. It's mainly pre-fishing, running and gunning the whole time. Yeah. Hmm. So you guys all won the big pot. I mean, I think that the jump to 100,000 was huge. Uh, you know, obviously that was, uh, you know, kind of a, a flag in the ground. I don't know that, that, that it needed to go that high. I mean, I think, Kurt, I think you're probably pretty happy with what you want, huh? Like, that's that's a pretty good chunk for a, a kayak fishing event. But, I mean, what did you guys, what was, what was uh, like, your biggest uh, – I don't know, investment with, with what you want. Like, what did you, what'd you spend it on? Like, what was your big, your big thing? Did you pay it on your mortgage? Did you go buy a new truck? Like what was, you know, let us know, like how, how does that affect your everyday life? I want to hear how Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne did it. So, uh, so uh, my house was built in 1974. I live in a, in a fairly large house and I bought it about 10 years ago. So I spent, uh, upwards of 50,000 uh, back on the house, just upgrading, new siding, new windows, all that kind of stuff. Our, our ultimate plan is to sell it and, and move out uh, away from the city a little bit, you know, cause I live in a suburb of Houston and uh, you know, 5 million people gets a little crowded sometimes. So uh, we'll, we'll wait until the kids move out and then we'll, we'll get rid of it and uh, downsize and move out to the country somewhere, maybe on Sam Rayburn or Toledo Bend, but uh, I just invested in the house, man, for the most part. Uh, I'm still, uh, matter of fact, I have an appointment with the CPA at 2 o'clock tomorrow to finalize my taxes for the year, which is uh, pretty painful to say the least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's we, we blew a little bit, you know, here and there, and <laughs> it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad deal at all. Yeah. What about you, Kurt? Uh, you know, it was kind of delayed for me, but I ended up buying a new car with it here recently. Now I just have a good time with the rest of it. Man, and Kurt, are you you're already at a hotel in Louisiana, aren't you? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, who did I see that was already uh, on their way down there? I saw Derek Aiken was already pre-fishing. Sadiki's oh, down yeah. there. Sadiki's at Jamie's house. I talked to him a few minutes ago. Of course, Sadiki's down there. Where yeah, he's probably, yeah, he's been there for two months now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody posted when they crossed over into Louisiana, they had their rig with a little camper behind it. it looked pretty slick, but I forget who yeah. it was. Mooney. <laughs> yeah. The best li- Sadiki's the best living homeless dude I've ever seen. Absolutely. <laughs> Driving a Silverado, got garbage bags in the back. He don't care. He ain't stopped yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was at uh, I went to Jamie Broad's house last week up there, and he was already having packages delivered. Uh, packages showing up with Sadiki's name on it. I bet <laughs> he's gonna have three hundred pounds of sweet beavers in the front of that freaking Hobie. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, <laughs> D bombs. I'm sorry, Eric. I know you're gonna correct me. It'll be it'll be three hundred pounds of D bombs. Uh, Matt, what'd you sp- what'd you spend your money on? Uh, well, I. It come at a real good time for me. Granted, you know, I didn't get nearly as much, but uh, I had one heading to college that next year. So 
I was trying to figure out how to how to help with that, and uh, you know, a lot of it went to that. Um, honestly, once I paid the estimated tax on it, you know, there wasn't wasn't a whole lot left over. But uh, you know, honestly, one thing I will say, um, aside from the the cash that you win by winning the national championship. I'll talk about this a little bit, but <clears throat> there's a lot of benefits to it um, beyond just the cash. Um, Absolutely. It, for me, nobody knew who I was. Um, I'm not the best angler out there. I'm not the, uh, by any means, I, I got a, I'm in a, you know, two clubs here in West Virginia, and there is a ton of guys that just way better, way better anglers than me, but because of that, um, it's given me a lot of opportunities. I've got, I've got some really good companies that are helping me now. Um, I'm able, my fishing's able to self-sustain itself now, um, mm -hmm. and I owe a lot of that to Chad Hoover. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I took advantage of any opportunities that he he gave me to get to the right people afterwards. Um, if I hadn't, I tried to make the most of what little bit of fame I had from winning that because I knew that it wasn't going to last for very long. So, uh, for that year afterwards, I, I kind of, I didn't fish a lot of tournaments. Uh, I didn't, I was trying to chase the 10 that year. Um, but it got to the point where I found out it was, I was learning how to, how to promote myself. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not doing this for a living. I'm, I'm not, I don't have visions of doing this for a living, but what it, where I'm at now is, um, by winning the national championship, it's, it's given me the chance for me to fish and travel, go to neat places, fish new waters, uh, and it's not really costing me. Uh, and that's what more could you want? You know, I, I'm not going to make a living doing this. You know, there's way better guys out there doing it. If I had to live off of tournament winnings, I would never, I mean, that's not going to happen for me. I'm consistent, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not the guy that's going out there and winning. I'm not, you know, but the opportunities, if you want to capitalize on those opportunities, they're there for you. Um, uh, that's that was the biggest benefit for me. Well, you say that that you know not many people knew who you were or whatever. And I remember after you won it, uh, that's that's when Jay won Angler of the Year, and y'all had the the little showdown thing. Yeah, and, and I was like, yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna see what this is all about because down in the southeast. We all know Jay. Jay shows yeah. up at any lake, and Jay's always in the, in the money. And I was like, you know, we're really going to see. We're going to see what this Matt Ball guy is all about. Hold on there. And I love Jay, but you beat the brakes off the wall. <laughs> is that the Kusa? I thought it was a joke. I was like, man, Jay's sandbagging for two days. Like, he's got fish somewhere. Something <laughs> happened. Uh, so that – and I'll tell you, hats off to you because that was that – was, uh, Yeah, that was a good one. I tell you, you want you guys were talking about nervous. Um, I was that was the event that 
I was the most nervous about. Um, I won the national championship. I, nobody knew who I was. I know, and I thought in, in my mind even, and I still feel this way, you know, I, it was a fluke. Um, and I thought, man, it's going to, it's all going to come to light when I get down here to, to the and Jay is going to wipe the, the slate with me. And I was nervous as could be. And I got down there and, and that lake, the river set up perfect for what I was, what I do. Um, you know, I love, I grew up fishing rivers and I would love to go back and fish that Coosa river again. That is an amazing place. And, uh, and honestly, uh, I got I got on a pile of fish on the lake uh, down there, and I mean it was just ridiculous the amount of fish I caught down there uh, off of one spot. So I just sat there. Uh, but no, I I just uh, that's been a struggle for me is feeling I don't sometimes I don't I didn't I wanted I didn't want to feel like I was a one hit wonder, but I pushed myself pretty hard after I won it because I didn't want to be that. Um, and I still sometimes feel that way. So it's, it's, it's always a, a struggle, but, uh, the way I've kind of looked at it is I may not be the best angler, but I'm trying to be one of the best, one of the better ambassadors that I can be. And that still enables me to get to travel. It, it still enables me to get to do some cool things. Um, I still love nothing more than to go fishing with my buddies, going to the uh, a Mountain State Kayak Angler event or a West Virginia Kayak Angler event, because that's what I love. But I really enjoy the opportunity to go travel other places. Uh, making the 10 was a big accomplishment for me this year. Um, I really wanted to do that, and and I was really, really proud of that. So. All right. Uh, Kurt, Dwayne, I'm sure you can echo some of the same stuff. I mean, some of the doors that were open to you. Yeah, I mean, for, uh, for me, the doors that were open for me, uh, obviously led to some good sponsors for this year, um, which I'm really thankful for. And, and beyond like the financial end of it, uh, is meeting new people and making new lifelong friends. I mean, I feel like I've been able to meet, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of new people. And really make some real real life connections with them you know i mean there's so many people you meet and you travel with and you do the different and you make friends with them on the road and uh that you just wouldn't meet if you didn't travel and do the tournaments you know what i mean you have to actually go way out of your comfort zone to meet those facebook know. friend requests are piling in don't they <laughs> i didn't even have a facebook page when i won <laughs> yeah, we remember. Yeah, Facebook I know. wasn't around when Matt won the national championship. No, it was, but I didn't have an account. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's picked on me about Matt Trisha Ball for so long. I am not going to get rid of that. <laughs> hey, nobody loves it like a joint Facebook account, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Keep rocking that. <laughs> oh, boy. Wayne, what about you? What, what, uh, I mean, what, yeah, man, just, just what the other two said, it just opens so many doors. I've learned a lot about the business that I had no idea, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Uh, 
you know, my ultimate goal is to fish for free and I get to do that. Uh, you know, the friends, you can't, you can't beat hanging out with everybody and stuff. Like Matt said, I love going to the local, local events and then hanging out with everybody and stuff. You know, I get, I get excited to go fish the East Texas events. Like I do the national championship, man, I get pumped up. I love to compete. Uh, you know, it's, but it's, I have a newfound respect for the professional anglers out there. That's oh, for God. sure. Yeah. I, I realize how much work goes into it. Uh, even I'm not even talking about on the water stuff. I can't keep up with half of my deliverables uh, and fish and, and everything that goes on, you know, behind the scenes stuff, man. It's a, those guys work, dude. That Everybody thinks they're living the life and they are, they get to fish, but man, they work, they work hard. Yep. Yeah. Who do you, you guys have winning the uh, Team Cup Challenge, Matt? NRS, buddy. There you go. I like that. <laughs> That's a setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's what here's what kind of sucks. You know, I had to set up the Jackson team. I'm the Jackson. I'm I'm oh, with yeah. the factory staff on Jackson. So, I had to set up a team to fish against myself, and I had to put Dave <laughs> so Newman you, on it. Is that why you put? <laughs> That's why you put Josh Evans on there, though. So you can make sure. <laughs> oh! Hey, Jackson's so, coming to kayak so I, fishing. You heard it here first. What's that? I said, Jackson's coming to kayak fishing. You heard it here first. <laughs> I tell you, I think the Jackson team's got a pretty good shot at this. Hey, with, I uh, think everybody's got a really good team. Uh, I'll tell you, man. It's an interesting from, format. From the outside looking in, that DZ team. Yeah, boy, that's tough. Hey, there's some there's some they, bad news coming right there. There's a bunch of stacked teams, period. Yeah, that that oh, Cody yeah. Milton dude, you can't that Cody Milton can catch fish anywhere he goes, man. He yeah, he's he, on a roll right he's now. He's a threat anywhere he goes. So yeah, he's. I got I mean, Jason Broach, you can drop yeah, Jason Broach, Broach off in the middle of a cornfield and he'll catch a bass. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> Christine literally fishes in the middle of cornfields on purpose. Yeah, that's her. So, that's her home. I mean, it's, home it'll be, uh, I mean, I think I think that team right there is going to be hard to beat. If, if they win, I predict it. If they don't, just forget I said this. <laughs> right. That turned out to be a little bigger deal than I thought. Quite a few teams jumped in by the end of this. Yeah, I just seen another one jump in today. Yeah. Who's that? Who was that? The kayak Jack, Marty Hughes. Yeah, kayak Jack. Who? Marty Hughes, kayak Jack Outfitters out of Nebraska. Put a team in. Okay. I think uh, okay. I think it's Marty, Josh Workman, Josh Booth. I forget the other two, but Richie okay. McMichael. Richie McMichael, yeah, pretty good nice, squad. Nice. That's cool, and I, I like, you know, like you said, we're we're all buddies, most of us that, that travel to these national events. But when it comes to the tournament itself, we're usually kind of pitted against each other. So it is kind of cool to talk to these guys as teammates, you know, for once instead of just purely competitors. Um, it's been pretty cool working with Team NRS. You know, we got some things planned for that week, um, getting together and kind of doing some things for the community. So it's it's been a, a really cool experience so far. I think it'll be a great time for uh, all the anglers involved. Ryan, Shane, how about we uh, crowdfund a uh, Team KBN for next year? We do what? Crowdfund a key Team KBN for oh, next yeah. year. Oh man, we could yeah, we could totally do that. A dollar from each member. We'll we'll send the top five yeah. contributors as a team. A dollar from everyone that should have been banned. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the top contributors. All right, so we got Jim Clark, Jim Chase, Clark, uh, uh, the, both, the Allens, both the Allens have to both pay the like Allens somehow a hundred bucks a piece. Like they actually get banned from KBN. You got to try real hard. So. Yeah, yeah. They owe us yeah, money. We should, uh, we should do that. That'd be fun. What else? You guys got anything you want to touch on? Anything weighing heavy on your hearts, boys? <laughs> <laughs> anything you need to tell us? Yeah, any secrets, Dwayne? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have anything for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what you could do is uh, let us know where the guys that were fishing last weekend want it. I mean, that would be great. Uh, yeah, which is waypoint some of those ninety inches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I knew, I would have had ninety inches. <laughs> send, me, send me a picture of that one cypress tree. I want to know which right. one. Is. I got one for you, Dwayne. Texas or Louisiana side of Cape Caddo. Yeah, we know this. yeah. We know this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's ain't uh but, ain't nothing but crawfish and heartbreak in Louisiana out there. That's it, brother. <laughs> yeah, Shre Shreveport's a fun town, man. It's gonna be a good event. We're gonna put I'm it in the test. All right. All right, well, boys. By the way, somebody posted earlier, Jason posted earlier, big country bar in Bozier City. All right, yeah, country bar. Place for me to, that's what he said. I don't know, but let's uh, we'll, we'll scout it out a little bit. And... Yeah. <clears throat> well, hey. one thing I will say, I'm I'm looking forward to to joining another another guy into the the brotherhood of national champions because yeah, I mean I'm looking forward to get to know uh, Dwayne a lot better. Kurt and I have spent some time together, and you know we're both from Ohio. We live close, but. You know, we don't get to spend enough time together, but man, I just think the world of both these guys, and it, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's there's not that many people that's ever going to be able to to be in that. I mean, we're, we've been really lucky to, to win it. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to be able to to join up with that. So, yeah, right on. unless one of us uh, uh, repeats, so. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching in, pull. I'm a inner Jordan Lee, man. I'm gonna. Yeah, man. You, hey, you done cursed yourself posting that Jordan Lee sore lip in the fish. You're done on that one. Either. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You ship Jordan done sales there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, I do have a real question though. Speaking, speaking of the pros, what's your thoughts on on the KBF FLW partnership or or other potential, you know? large organizations coming in and running a, a real deal kayak trail. What's, what's your thoughts on that, fellas? Man, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. I think that, you know, I think that's the, the future of the sport. I really think it's going to be, you know, especially with the purses the way they are already, you know, they're, they're, I, I really think it's the future of the sport. I think it's a great thing, man. I really do. I think we may be a little bit too old, to, to see it, you know, to, to compete at that level. But, uh, you know, those young guys that are getting into it, they're, the, you know, the stage is going to be set for them for sure. But kayak fishing is a different game, man. I mean, it's not necessarily youth that's going to do it to you. We got some old sticks up yeah. in our club. Brad Golden, his dad, Terry, will beat the, I mean, beat the pants off of all of us every week. Right. I don't know why, but he, I mean, you know, these guys like that just, you know, don't let the years fool you. They'll still slide in there. That's right. 
<laughs> Tell them, Kurt. <laughs> well, I, think, I think this whole the, the growth is is awesome um but i also see the value in you know that not everybody can afford um I, to, to to pay that much to fish so the clubs that are out there that are you know 30 40 25 30 dollar entry fees that's where the future is for the sport you know because that's where that's where the guys that the everyday guy like like myself i mean i still i still think that's where you can make the most difference in people i mean let's face it i as a you know as a jackson guy i'm not going to go to the national championship and uh really promote my boat to any of you guys you're already setting your way i'm setting my way everybody at yeah, this level, at that level, yeah. At this level, everybody, everybody at this level has their their minds made up for the most part. Yeah. But I can go to, if I go to a a local club event and you know hang out around the fire, spend time with guys, you know, I think what you want to make sure that never happens is that anybody makes anybody feel that if they're not fishing these upper level events, because I'm all for these upper level events because I can afford to do it. But there's a lot of guys that can't afford to do that. And yeah. there's just as much or more competition at that level, the lower levels, you know, it's, I don't even want to call it a lower level because I've never even come close to winning a mountain state kayak angler event. Um, as long as some of the tough, guys fishing you know so um that's where as somebody that's like an if you want to call yourself an ambassador that's where you can make the most difference so and that's the front door that's the front door to yeah. kayak fishing when, when people first hear about it nobody nobody wakes up and says i want to go pay 500 dollars to enter a tournament because you have no idea how you're going to do in competition no so why yeah. would you go throw away 500 bucks but i mean no so i know, think we just need to all support that the $25, $30 tournaments, they come out, they meet people, they make friends, they learn about the sport. You kind of get your confidence up or you go with somebody else, you know, just to see what it's about. But once you see these big events, I think that's what really gets people hooked. I mean, it's not even about the fishing or the money, but, you know, seeing everybody from all over the country come together, everybody gets to hang out. I mean, it's that's a that's the stuff that, you know, you can't, you can't find sitting at home. Alan Reed... Alan Reed says local level, not lower level, would be a better way to put it. I guess that I, makes yeah, sense. I, 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 that was my bad. I, I shouldn't no, have said that. No, yeah. we didn't okay. take it that way at all, Matt. Not at all. And I think sometimes some of these larger organizations look at it the, the other way, that it's top down, but really I think it's bottom up all the time. It all starts at the club Absolutely. level. Absolutely. It's bottom up. I'll tell you, so, so from the classic last weekend, the amount of interest from – from some of the biggest organizations and biggest brands in the industry at getting into the kayak fishing game. Like what can we do to get in now? You know, they want, they want to invest now. And I think they really see the potential 
you know, in, in the market growth and also how big it can be. You know, a, a lot of times now the guys in bass boats and stuff, even my, my buddies at home, like they don't take you serious because you're in a kayak. They're like, ah, he's just, you know, it's like you got training wheels on or something. So I think once, once it hits yeah. that big stage and you really see some, some real publicity and media coverage of this stuff, then they're going to, they're going to take it a lot, a lot more serious. You know, there's some real good sticks out there in the kayak fishing game right now. Oh, absolutely. Well, guys, we've been on here going on uh, hour and 15 minutes. It's been a great discussion. Uh, if there's anything else you want to throw in there, go for it. But about ready to wrap this thing up. Um, I know people got prep work to do to get on the road here this weekend. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Safe heading over. We'll see you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Safe travels, guys. Yep. See you all down there. Yeah. Yep. Appreciate y'all sharing that knowledge with us. Slide on for us. And, uh, yeah, maybe next week, Shane, Ryan, reach out, and I can link up and do a little live stream from uh, from down there. Yeah, from big, yeah, we'll big country, up, uh, from I hope. The... Yeah. Oh, and, hey, let me give a little uh, shout-out to the KBF folks because I had a little medical issue come up, and I've had to withdraw from the tournament. And those guys were uh, gracious enough to give me a week extension to try to get that worked out and uh, still let me withdraw and be able to pull a refund out and uh, worked with me on that. So I appreciate that. Uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, thanks again for getting on here and sharing your knowledge. And good luck next week. Hope it's somebody uh, repeats. That'd be pretty cool to see. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. See you all see soon. Y'all. See you down there, boys.